Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. There is a crazy new, slightly dystopian development in AI where they're essentially mixing AI chips with human brains. Now, this is something that sounds uh, straight out of a sci-fi novel. So today on the podcast, we're going to break it down. We're going to be talking about what this technology does and also why the Department of Defense is backing this project. So essentially, this is um, the the Monash University's Neuroscience Division, and they're introducing uh, what they're calling DishBrain. So it's essentially a semi-biological computer chip, which was cultured with around 800,000 human and mouse brain cells. Um, it apparently didn't take long for this silicone brain hybrid to um, showcase its potential, and learning to play the classic game of Pong in a mere five minutes, um, which is, you know, similar to what a normal human would be able to learn. So this thing is very interesting in how it actually works. So essentially a high-tech microelectrode array is acting as a conduit between the computer and the biological neurons. So by reading the neural activity and providing stimulatory electrical pulses, this array paved the way essentially for brain cells to actually interact with Pong and to let them control the paddle, the paddle's lateral movement. So the setup was um, completed by a rudimentary reward system that took advantage of the cell cluster's inherent instinct to reduce unpredictability. And a predictable stimulus was provided every time the paddle successfully made contact with the ball, um, but a miss led to a brief four-second window of, you know, essentially pure chaos. So, yeah, and that was characterized by total um, unpredictable stimulation. So, the experiment was the first of its kind, marking a pivotal moment where lab-grown neurons were actually given the tools to perceive and react to their surroundings, and the result, unsurprisingly, was, you know, pretty impressive, the technology that was actually developed. Now, my opinion on this is still that this seems incredibly... I don't know, it seems kind of dystopian, like, let's be honest, using human brain cells and, like, interfacing with computers, but this is still a very, very interesting technology, and being able to use that um, may not actually be as alarming as you think. These really are just uh, lab-grown uh, brain cells, so anyways, it's kind of interesting. I think with really impressive results like this, it's not really a surprise that the project was able to receive funding. So Monash University and the Melbourne-based startup, which are um, Cortical Labs, have now received a grant of over 
$407,000 from Australia's National Intelligence and Security Discovery Research Grants Program. So not America's Department of Defense. This is actually in, over in Australia. And, um, you know, this is 407000 Australian dollars. So according to Project Leads, Associate Professor Adzel Razi says that these, program ch- uh, these programmable chips... Um, are an intriguing blend of biological computing and AI, and that they could be the path to actually outshine conventional, outshine conventional silicone-based hardware in the future, which is really bold of a statement, right? He is betting that these things are going to be better than, you know, classic silicone that we normally use. So the implications of such advancements are vast. Um, they really span, they're really spanning from, you know, planning and robotics to advanced automation, brain-machine interfaces, and drug discovery, and I think potentially would grant Australia a very strategic edge when it comes to this whole AI revolution that we're currently embarking on. So I think kind of looking through um, this and looking towards the future, Razzi, who um, is working on this, really believes that Dish Brain's advanced learning prowess could lay the foundation for a new wave of machine learning, and particularly... Um, rel- this would be particularly relevant for autonomous vehicles, drones, and robotics. Essentially, it could infuse them with, you know, a quote, new type of machine intelligence that is able to learn through its lifetime. And that's what Razzie said. So, like, this is very interesting because essentially um, these chips are learning similar to how AI learns, but this is actual human brain cells that are being used. And, uh, this is pretty crazy to think that you're putting human brain cells and using them for chips. Um, and I'd be curious to see if this is, you know, going to be faster or slower than what you could do with typical silicone. Razzi appears to think that this is going to be more advanced than silicone. So that's very interesting. I think the promise of this kind of technology is very intriguing, to say the least. Um, you know, machines that continue to acquire new skills without letting the old ones rest, essentially. And also you'd be creating machines that adapt effortlessly to change and map um, old knowledge to novel situations. So they're constantly optimizing um, their use of computing power, memory, and energy. Razzi was pretty clear about the intended use of the grant. He said, quote, We will be using this grant to develop, develop better AI machines that replicate the learning capabilities of these biological neural networks. Um, This will help us to scale the hardware and methods capability to a point where they become a viable replacement for in silicon reputing, so or computing. So in essence, uh, I think the next big leap in AI might actually look closer to this um, than, you know, something else uh, in silicon that we might be coming out of. And I'd be really curious to see if, you know, this technology gets developed, if this gets advanced, if they generate... Uh, do licensing deals. I mean, think of how crazy that would be if NVIDIA came out with, you know, human brain cells embedded into some of their chips and some of their technology that they were doing. Um, It's really interesting because essentially, I think up until this point, technology really was developed in a way that they tried to imitate a brain and imitate how humans learn and how intelligence learns. And the closer we came to that imitation, the better our technology seemed to get um, to a point where uh, I've I've seen some really impressive breakthroughs by, you know, instead of doing things how a traditional computer does them, people, you know, researchers are like, well, we copied X, Y, and Z on how a mouse learns about something. We applied it to a machine and then our AI algorithms improved. And now all of a sudden, 
it's really interesting because we're getting down to the hardware itself is now coming from humans. It's literally human brain brain cells that are um, able to help develop this, and that would be very interesting to see if that outperforms you know the current silicone version. So this is definitely something that is going to be closely watched in the future. A lot of people are going to uh, be skeptical and call this dystopian. A lot of people are going to call this a scientific advancement. I think we need a little bit more information before we see if, number one, this is very viable, very scalable, and then number three, if this is something that's actually going to take off. So this will be definitely an area that we're very curious to continue following and watching. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.